Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Is that the yeah. beginning? I th- I think this is the beginning. It's right. the, this is the beginning of something good. Good. Or mediocre. So Mediocrity, car- I absolve you. Oh. Favorite line in Amadeus. Wow. I, I really need to watch that again. That's the very beginning. You know what you need to watch for the first time? Oh, no. In yes. The, immortal fucking beloved, you asshole. I don't think, You're such I don't think the title of the movie is Immortal Fucking Beloved, comma, you asshole. It it literally is. It literally is, you asshole. I've it's never like, watched Carol. Funny lady Carol. Funny girl told me it's funny girl. Carol told <laughs> me told me it's better than Amadeus. It can't be better. It's a thousand times better, and the music's better because Mozart sucks. Oh, he doesn't suck. Mozart doesn't suck. It's just not great. Like he's oh. not he's not awesome. Okay, fine. he's not as awesome as Beethoven. Beef oven. That's how you spell it. You guys ever want to figure out how to spell Beethoven if you're ever in a hard place? Beef oven? Beef oven. Beef oven. oven. Like oven. Like the oven you cook a Turkey. cauliflower pizza in. Oh, Christ's sake. <laughs> it's funny. Portia last night was like, oh, yeah, my mom made frozen. My mom cooked frozen pizzas. Cooked. She cooked frozen pizzas last night. And I was like, your mom heated. Right. Frozen pizzas. She's she like unwrapped. Well, it. we were going <laughs> exactly. She unwrapped it. Uh, your mom didn't cook pizza. She heated up frozen pizzas. Right. And she's like, well, you know, she was gonna make cauliflower pizza, but oh. my sister complained. It was she's like, like oh, uh, yeah. she's never had a cauliflower. Her I think her sister's just picky for the sake of being picky because she's thirteen and that's she gets attention that way. I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, you know what? Portia did the same thing. She's like, I don't like sushi. I'm like, well, then you're going to go fucking hungry when we go to the sushi place. Yep. You you can have a cucumber salad. And then, hey, crazy enough, she ended up liking sushi. So I've been uh, a little bit Uh, under the weather, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You... uh, You missed trivia last night, actually. I did. I was was a little miffed. People were wondering what happened to me. Literally no one asked about you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, looks like we have another seat opening here. No, I'm some, not sure who normally sits at this table. Somebody did mention, like, where's where's Paul Adam? Like, oh, he's probably fighting corruption somewhere. And it's fucking in the truth tragedy. and he's the American in, way and truth, justice, the American way, and diarrhea. Yeah. So I wasn't have didn't have diarrhea yesterday, but um, it was just it was not dizzy and nausea. What? Yeah. Are we going to talk about nauseated versus nauseous? Because I feel like it's something we need to talk about. Oh, I don't I'm telling you right now, this. I respect people more when they use those two terms properly. Nauseous. I, and I, will, and I, I was will, nauseous. No. Nope. I wasn't nauseated. Okay. You can, you can be nauseous if, in fact, you cause nausea in another person. Oh. Nauseated is how you feel. Nauseous is how something makes you feel. Oh, I thought nauseated would be more like, that, f- like that guy told me I feel this nauseated. I- something is nauseous. Okay. 
that make sense? Yes. All right. For all you people so out there, our listeners. Are, I felt okay. nauseated. Yeah, or I was nauseated. Or you I wasn't are. nauseous, apparently. No, you no, you've definitely made me sick before. <laughs> you nauseous. have been on occasion nauseous. More than once. Stand Paul, by. Paul's looking at his fucking iPad well, I'm again. trying to get someone to come out and do some work. Uh-huh. All right. I guess it's going to happen. Is Not it, tomorrow. It's Dan Dan the Magic Man. I don't know. So Anyway. Anyway, so the thing is, and you said, I think you have food poisoning because you... Well, you weren't you weren't really running a fever because you didn't have that, and you, uh, you know, your it was yesterday. Your gut kind of, or your stomach was messing with you. I am running a Catherine McFever. Oh God, it's not 2006. I know what's wrong with you. Love her eyebrows. Her eyebrows don't look great anymore. Are they fucked up now? No, she's just like 40, and she's not as hot as she used to. be. I would go after a 40 year old woman. Wow, why? Oh there's no! So You're gonna many, lose. We're gonna lose all kinds when of fans. There's so yeah. many 19 year olds out there. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, Catherine McPhee. Actually, she was in a movie. She was. She, she tries to act. It's not good. You know, she's not very good. Good but singer. Good singer. She's, she's an all right singer. Okay. She, she was like fourth place, but whatever. Uh, she tried to act. I watched the first half of the movie and I just fucking turned it off because she's she couldn't terrible. do it. No, and she still looks just as gorgeous as she did. But I, what I, what I liked about Catherine McPhee was not. Eyebrows or clavicles, folks. I'm not that super superficial. <laughs> she has a great ass. No, uh, <laughs> what I liked about her was her attitude because she was kind of gross and like there was the the she didn't um, care. Uh, they did like an outtakes like episode of American Idol that I watched years ago, where she. It was right after they all went to L.A. I don't know if you remember ever watched American Idol. Yes, I, no, I watched her. I watched. Oh, I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I think, three full seasons, like every every episode, because I was either dating someone who was into it, and I was like, I kind of want to see you naked, so I'm gonna watch American Idol. Sure. And then I was like involved in a very like a you know a, a, a like a solid relationship with somebody, and she just we just that was our was a Tuesday night or whatever that was like our 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 weekly thing that we we would watch, and it was right after you know they do all the tryouts. They're like, you're going to L.A. It was like two weeks into being in L.A., and this outtake episode was like it was so bad. Um, somebody, not somebody, a bunch of people ate you know craft services. You know, oh, on, sure. On, like on set, yeah. Provide the food. Well, some of the food that they provided apparently made everybody super gassy. So oh. there was a bunch of people just they could not stop farting. And people were uncomfortable. People were like, "I my stomach hurts." And Catherine McPhee's like, "My stomach doesn't hurt. Those tacos gave me gas." And she just <laughs> she kept cracking them off like it like she was like she's like so she's dizzy fucking Gillespie dude. It was so fucking. She was funny. trying to play a tune, and so she's one of those like some some women do that. They're like, "I'm cool. I'm one of the guys," and then fart right. or like, "Oh man, like I'm so gross. I'll say fucking shit all the time." And there's a very Fine line between uh, being funny and being obnoxious, and I feel like she skirts that line. It's kind of like if you're on a date, um, early dating someone. At some point, if you like this person, they kind of like you. At some point, farts are going to just start happening. It's just going to happen, right? And I remember, I remember being on one date with a, a woman. At some point, I think we kind of liked each other. I don't think it was a long term relationship, but I think at some point we were in my car driving somewhere. She's like, you know what? This is going to happen sooner or later. So here it goes. And she just announced it, and she just let and it let it rip in my my car. And, and it, it broke the ice and the anus. 
Yeah. Or the sphincter. And, and the wind. And the wind <laughs> broke the wind. And that was it. That was, you know what I'm saying? With the floodgates are open, then it would probably was a farting escapade that night, whatever we did from that point forward. We just kind of just, okay, really? I see and hear your... I see your your fart, and I raise you <laughs> a shart. <laughs> and that's what I want to talk about. All right, fair enough. So, all right. I haven't, how how haven't, are you feeling now? No, no, I'm, I'm feeling better, but my stomach is still somewhat upset. So, you, you told me. You said you're going to probably have – you th- thought I had food poisoning. I told you earlier today, and I said, all right, so you were nause- nauseated yesterday <laughs> and then this morning, right? Like, yeah, yeah you so have you got these stark, yeah, yeah. Cr- cr- hard, harsh pain to my stomach and a headache and something else, and you said, I think you've got said, food poisoning. You said lower abdominal pain. Right. And, and I knew you had your appendix out, so I knew I was like, right. I wasn't like, eh, you should probably go and get your white cell count checked. Right. And I didn't I didn't think that because I knew you had your appendix out. So the next thing is like, oh, you're going to have poops today. Which I kind of did. So then here's my point. Here's, here's, here's what I'm getting to. We're going to get to this. I'm sure that women, when they sit on the john... Not their John, if they were working. Are we going down the prostitute thing again? <laughs> Not again, no. All right. They're sitting on the toilet. The toilet. And they urinate. I wonder if the, the same thing. <laughs> no, wait. Listen. <laughs> if you could see Joe now. <laughs> like, I'm just, we're losing. No, 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 no. This, everybody our... ever does this. This happens, okay? I'm just okay. saying, if you're, a, right. if you're a guy, if you're a guy, you're staying there urinating. Yep. And everything's normal in your world. Right. Everything kind of relaxes, your urethra relaxes, you start letting things flow, and more often than not, you fart a small amount. Are you, you never actually lived with a woman, did you? No, 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 no. Yes, I did. Oh, I was going to say, like, are you saying that, are you wondering whether women fart when they sit down? Yeah, the to same pee? thing. They sit and they pee, they just fart. That's a normal thing for them, too? Absolutely. Okay, so. I've heard this. Like with the, the you know the it's all that just happens. It's a the like two, so it's a guy thing. The two also, women, it's a, it's, a, it's a human thing. Like the two women in relationships I've lived with, my daughter and my current roommate. Like I, it's, it's like it just fucking you're, you're, they go tinkle and then you fart. Okay, because they I feel like they're even more relaxed. Like physiologically, like they're sitting down, right, and they're peeing. Like their thighs aren't tensed up or their buttocks. Yeah, they're not, not clenched and they're like, all right, they just let it fly. Right. Which is, I think, on the whole, why women spend less time in the bathroom than we do. Because when we go and have a twosie, that's it. We're like, all right, I'm going to pee a little bit. But for the most part, I'm here to do my number two business. Right. Okay. So my point was. Okay. Excuse me. I haven't really had. You said you're gonna have diarrhea. I haven't really had some of that, but not bad. But here's the the problem. I didn't see. I didn't say diarrhea. I said uh, poops. I said something about poops. I, I said like a. Not liquid poops, but something like that. Joe's I, going to re- consult his... I am uh, consulting... The uh, iPhone. My, my, the iPhone. The iPhone. iPhone 7. Is that a 7, Joe? Yes, I have, it is. I have a 7. Yes, it is. I, I love my 7. It's okay. nice. Anyway. Um, He's looking... What he told me earlier today. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You'll find it momentarily because we didn't really text I'm, him today. I'm, I'm working about it. Lower stomach pain, sometimes a bit sharp, dizzy, headache. Diarrhea, I'm going to say no. Fever, maybe a little bit, but I never take a reading. So yesterday you had nausea. Now today, no nausea, but lower abdominal pain, correct? Question mark. That seems to be a reasonable summary. And headache. <laughs> I like your from Paul. That I, seems to be a reasonable summary. Yeah, it's like talking to an engineer. Sounds like mild food poisoning. 
I predict 60% chance of butt showers for you today. <laughs> okay, butt showers to me meant like a splattering. Potentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, so that didn't really happen. Not much. But you People had a are vac- just loving this, right? Had- so just getting into You know what, the though? Everybody poops. Right, so we're talking about that. So here's the problem, potential problem. So if you're a guy, and you, right to the point, you're standing up urinating, and you know you're going to relax and probably fart, and that is going on. It's like this is an unsafe, potential unsafe scenario. Standing, urinating, maybe farting, possible diarrhea. Now you've got a problem. Oh, and you're talking about worrying about follow through. Yes. Is, uh, yeah. No, I get it. I understand exactly what you're saying. So I've been dealing with that all day. Been just making sure. It's just a little worried about it. Right. Yeah, it's no. a timing, kind of a clenching thing. You have to go through and time it just right so you don't. Yeah. Let, yeah. Well, let me tell you something that I know about just from being around women a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that period farts are the fucking worst. What do you mean? They're the worst, meaning... They stink the worst, oh, and they're hot, the and they're fucking awful. And yeah. There's a woman I work with that before she figured her literal shit out, like she would just clear a whole fucking unit. She would fart. Really? Uh, yeah, girls are gross, man. Women are, <laughs> women are just as gross as we are. They're just usually gross in a different fashion. Well, or, think about the complex plumbing that's going on up in there. It's the exact same plumbing as we have when it comes to poop. Oh, well, I mean, I know, but everything else involved, like you said periods well, and things like that. And what, it, what, that, what that is is a result of, I think, a hormonal fluctuation or something like that. I believe that, that that's what somebody told me a long time ago is that it has to do with the hormonal fluctuation. The body is in uh, – their, their, their body is in like a state of essentially sloughing off unused sure. matter. And because of that, it, it just causes everything to go, nope, everybody out. So, the so out. they ought to have a special Stinks. stall in the toilet with a special evacuation, air evacuation system. So when they're in there farting and peeing, they just sucks the stench out. No, I'm fairly certain that that should be uh, standard in men's and women's restaurant. Okay. Holy shit. What the fuck was that? That was thunder. You're or, kidding me? Or somebody crashed into your hangar. I think they did. Well, someone's picking up an airplane today, so. Airplane? I thought airplanes had engines. Oh shit! Did oh, I just correct the master? Craft? You think you did? Hold on. There's a flying machine. Oh, look at that! There is a storm. Storms are brewing. Storms are brewing. That's a, that's a tall one. That's got pink in it and purple in the middle. Wait, wait! Look at that, Joe. Is that bad? There's pink. Okay. A small pink and then a little dot of purple right there. That's a tall. For you folks that it's a tall motherfucker. For the three people that give a fuck. We're looking at Paul's uh, super expensive uh, aviation weather app. No, no, that one's not quite the aviation. That's almost the aviation. Now I'm going to look at the real one, and uh-huh. it's going to give us a height, height of the storm. Everybody's just, oh, really? Yeah, they're like, wow, cartoon casual. Shit the bed again. Yeah. Not interesting. Yeah, hold on. But it kind of is. Whoa. Paul's a, an amateur meteorologist. I'm not. Um, he not. is a... He's a, a professional airplane repair guy. He's also an amateur gynecologist, ladies. So no, really if you no. need your well woman checkup, he'll go, well, you're a woman. Okay, this. God damn it. I didn't even fucking crickets for that one. Sorry. I, I love it. I love it when you have your iPad in front of you because you don't pay attention to me. Okay, there we go. I think I, we need I'm to go on a date soon. By this, uh, by that, that, that cell. I was, it was looked like it was a big one. Uh-huh. Looks like we're in for a blow. 
Aye. In for a blue. But that's happening more downtown. It's not near the airport right now, so it's not going to flush away the... I'm, um, I'm super happy about Mike washing his car yesterday, <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't wash too wa- much of my, my truck today. Wash, washing. So I think we're done talking about um, diarrhea and are relaxing we? and farting. Are it's, you feeling better now, though? Well, I'm, like, are you, are you I'm kind of... Uh, yeah, I'm better. I'm fatigued, re- probably, a I'm little really bit. hoping to... Because I've got some paperwork i got to catch up with tomorrow, and i got to have a clear head. Great. So that's that's that. There was something you want to talk about. I've got a couple I, things. I here, actually have a- to mention something that I thought I think is really funny. You said you have paperwork you have to catch up on. Yeah. Um, there was a group of people that I used to uh, hang out with right before I moved to uh, moved from Ohio to Arizona. That were the people that were in, you know that worked in the office like the recreation department that were you know a bit older than me, 21, 22, 23, and I was like sixteen. And they said they would have to go work on paperwork together. And it took me a couple months to realize what they were talking about. They were going to roll joints oh. and go get high. They had paperwork. Get it. I get it. Fucking brilliant, man. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway. Not, that was your topic? No, that wasn't my topic. That was just something that you said you had paperwork to do tomorrow. And I was, I envisioned you just getting super, super stoned. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I think it's supposed to be um, more rainy this weekend, I think. I do not remember a topic. Okay. That I, uh, I I wanted to talk about. Gotcha. Other than your poops. Uh oh no no I have it right here I took, oh. I took notes for you asshole. You did you did. It says what? Chris Lay. Oh yeah. All right. F- quick funny story. Okay. This is so stupid. So I roasted a chicken last week and I had some leftovers. Oh, like gonna chicken. have oh, your you're chicken. Gonna, you're gonna have your chicken, Colonel. Anyway. I uh, will do it live <laughs> every fucking time it cracks me up. No, I roasted a whole chicken and then like just the, the person I made food for, like she and I just, we just ate the, the breast mm-hmm. and, uh, and some veggies, but it was, you know, it was covered in olive oil and some butter and salt and pepper and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the veggies give off their own juice. Well, I took some of that as leftovers, like to work for lunch. It was Monday night. I ate it. I had the empty container that I didn't clean. I forgot it in my truck, sitting on the seat. Mm. The heat, you know, heated up the air inside, blew off the top, and leaked chicken fat mixed with olive oil and some butter and some veggies all over my passenger seat. Kind of turned into a biological experiment of some Motherfucker, sort. Motherfucker, it stunk so bad. It smelled like chicken farts. There could have been the cure for some kind of disease. Yeah, I'm that. sure, but I had Chris Lake clean the fuck out of it. Oh. No, I actually, what it was is he's, Chris is such a good dude, and, and like, Chris, I hope you end up listening to this podcast a full volume in the, you know, in the garage where you work. I uh, I text him, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm headed to Home Depot. I'm going to get some chemicals to do some cleanup work. Anyway, can you give me a suggestion for what to get this out of my the seat in my car? Because it really stinks, and I'm sure that it just sat all day long for like 10 or 12 hours and soaked into the um, the foam. And he goes, why don't you just bring it by my work, and I'll fix it up. It'll take me like three minutes. And I'm like, are you sure? I, mean, I, I feel bad like you know, doing that. He goes, no, man, don't worry about it. It, it. it. Literally, I spent more time with this text conversation than it would have taken me to fix this. Really? So he just, I went and had he's, lunch. He's a magician. He really is. He's kind of Hispanic, so. <laughs> he's a ma- magician. Oh. He, uh, so I just showed up at, uh, at his work, and, and he's like, oh, man. He uh, poked his head around, and he's like, yep, 
smells like roasted chicken. All right, we're going to fix this. And he just went in with some degreaser and did this and did that. And then saw, I, he did one of the coolest tricks I've ever seen, um, which is just brilliant. He took a, a shop vac after spraying some degreaser okay. and a couple other chemicals on there, let it sit for like two minutes. And he took a scrub brush, scrubbed it, then took a wet, uh, like a shop vac and just vacuumed the shit out of it. Now it was still damp. But what he did was is he basically just turned it into like a carpet cleaner. Brushes, sure. foam, and vacuumed it out. But but did it, you know, uh more way more efficiently. Right. And did it on the seat. And I'm like, God damn it. He goes, Hey man, do you like cherry? I'm like, yes. Why? So he put some <laughs> the like wild cherry scented uh what is it, like air like car air freshener in my truck. So now my truck smells like um cough medicine. And well, I, well, and I Terry, like you I, know, play that funky music, White Boy. Exactly. Was that Wild Cherry? I think it was Wild Cherry. Wow, that was nineteen. That was in the seventies. Yeah, I was going to say you were like a little young for that. I was young. My no, I uh, yeah, no, yeah. I remember it's like that. The, the people that are now in their like forties and fifties that want to like throw disco parties and they realize they don't know that how 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 shitty disco was. It like was they a, don't, they that don't, was a really hot song in the, in the day. Just saying it was. Um, actually, now that I think about it, that was not, that's not a disco song. That's funk. Yeah, it's Which not. People, you're you're correct. People want to people want to uh, say, oh, it's the same fucking thing. It's not. Yeah, you should tell George Clinton that. Yeah, it's uh, not. You should talk to literally anybody who knows anything about either one of those genres of music, and they'll tell you that it, you are fucking wrong. But it was played at um, discotheques. Of course, back it in was seventies because it was actually a song people wanted to hear. They were tired of the. Uh, Saturday Night Fever, which is playing everywhere. Dude, I can't even imagine. I'm so glad I wasn't alive for that. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, I can only imagine. It's like one of those hit songs that it transcends so many boundaries that you you know, you know hear a top 40. Like a top 40 song you'll hear on uh, the top 40 station. Mm-hmm. You'll hear on the country station. You'll hear on the classic rock station. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, your hometown boys, the Black Rose. <laughs> uh, hard to handle. You, if you you listen to a country song or country station long enough, you'll hear "Hard to Handle." It'll be on the fucking radio. Oh, yeah. Same with classic rock. Even though that song came out in 1992, um, and they'll be on like college radio stations because that's what those guys got played on in the 90s. Yep. But it they you know one of those. But you know the that band is cool, right? Uh, Wild Cherry. Yeah, you know. But have you heard of Wild Cherry in the song? Play that funky music, White Boy. Have I? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Lay down and boogie and play that funky music. Yeah, I don't know. They may have had one other song on that album, maybe, and that was it, I God think. God damn, really? I think there was one other. I think there was one other song that kind of got some airplay back then, and I just don't remember what it was. Not that it matters. I was going to say, we're talking like, God damn, how old were we? 13, maybe? Yeah, I was. I was a, 63, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah seventy six, so seventy, yeah, somewhere around there, and it's twelve, yeah. thirteen. But that's a prime time to be, you know, like junior high age, listening to top forty music, and that's when I like I was, I would constantly listen to, not constantly, obviously once a week, Sunday nights, I would listen to uh, Casey Kasem top forty. Yep, America's, oh, yeah. America's top sleep. forty. I would I do the same thing, fall asleep to that kind of stuff too. I would do that absolutely, and, yeah. and to the point where I didn't have. I had a good, like a nice, I had a Discman. I was one of the only like 12-year-olds that had a Discman. Fucker was huge, and it went through like double-A batteries like they're going out of style. But I had a Discman, 
I had a Walkman, but neither one of those had a radio on it. So in order for me to listen to the radio on the sly, you know what I did? I took the clock radio that I still have to this day. It's a GE clock radio. I put it on the top 40 station, 92.9, Z93 out of Dayton, Ohio. We had a Z93 also in Atlanta. Always. There, same, there's same always. A Z, always. Yeah. And I would put it under my pillow and turn the volume down, and I would just like lay against, and I would listen to sure. Casey Kasem. Now, um, I will tell you a cool thing about living in 1976, because it was the bicentennial. So there was all kinds of American history stuff going on constantly all year. Bicentennial of what? 191776. <laughs> oh, you asshole. <laughs> you got all sorts of fucking worked up. God damn it. King George. Dave <laughs> <Rap>, French. Shit. <laughs> anyway. But it was it was kind of cool. I remember they had all these little they had these little bicentennial minutes and things like that. They would be like between shows, television shows. They had like three channels. But they'd be on there all the time. They'd be like some historic. Damn, three channels. How did you handle yourself? I don't know. We'd we go out and played and did things, chased snakes yeah, around. No shit. Found porn in the woods like we talked about before. Got vaccines and all whatnot. that kind of oh, Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> really wild. Found snakes. <laughs> we yeah, didn't play with was, essential oils trying to cure fucking cancer with God, tea tree there was oil. a 23-year-old woman in our neighborhood that really was after younger boys. It was oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So here's the thing. Let's switch the genders on that, and we'll talk yeah. about gender stereotypes and how uh-huh. fucked up that is. Like, there was this 23-year-old guy. Exactly. There you go. It, it, 23-year-old guy in the neighborhood is always after these younger chicks. Uh-huh. Wait a yep, second. Stop. <laughs> There's a Can't red flag that. that throws up. But, man, you the minute you have an older woman going after a younger dude. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, I'm sure us. it was. It's like yeah. when I remember in, when I was in I was seventh or eighth grade when the Mary Kay Letourneau thing oh, yeah. happened. Do you remember that? That was, uh, oh, yeah. was at Pacific Northwest, somewhere at Washington, Oregon, something yep. like that. And, you know, she got in trouble once for consorting with the dude. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, ended up going to jail. Like went to went to went to prison for like a year, year and a half. She was out on parole and got caught fucking him again. <laughs> Literally caught like in a car fucking that dude. Yeah. Then, and, and you know, you show pictures of her, and like you look at him now, and you go, "Ugh, what's up with that hair?" But it was the nineties. Give her sure. a break. And if you're in high school, she was like 23, 24, she, not high school. He oh, junior high school. He was in like seventh grade. Okay, that's right. But I remember pictures of that guy. Like he, he was a big dude. Like he was a good side. Like he looked like a man. Like he was. Sure. You know, he might have been thirteen or fourteen, but he looked like he was twenty-five. Then like a child. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't like a little kid. But anyway, still not cool. Still like you know the the double standards shouldn't apply. But they literally caught them mid-act. And arrested probably within her. a week or two after she was out of jail. Oh, it was it wasn't very long. It was less than a month. I know that. Yeah. And then she went to prison for six years, seven years, something like that. Because I'm sick and I'm fucked up, and I and I was just thinking about all the beautiful uh, teachers I wish I would have had sex. We talked with. about that a little bit. We did. Yeah. We did. Miss Barber, what's up? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we were all kind of rooting for that dude, but then they got married. I remember that they yeah. got married because she ended up getting pregnant. Did they get with divorced recently? I think they did get. I think in the news that was the, in, fairly recently. I think. I think you're right. And and you know. But anyway, they they were together. They got yeah. married for, and they were married for a while. And I cannot, for the life of me, think of that dude's name. I can see his face, but he has he's a like of Hawaiian extraction or something like that. Like there's, there. Oh, it was. Uh, God damn it! Because she had a weird name, and he had a weird name, and they had a kid. They ended up having two kids because hmm. she got knocked up while they were you know banging while she was out for like a month before she went back into prison. 
And then when they, uh, you know, when she got out, they got together and ended up getting married and having another kid. And I think that, like you said, I think they got divorced. So, and I think it was recently, I think it was announced they were splitting up or something recently. So, I, think, I mean, the bottom line is, yeah, they was, it was inappropriate at the time, but they truly were into each other because they were married for a while and they had they, kids and stuff. So. I think they were married for over 10 years. Yeah. Oh man, come on. Vili Fualau. That was the guy's name? Yeah, Vili, V-I-L-I, and then his last name is Fualau. F-U-A-L-A. Fool around with the teacher. Oh, he was fooling around Letourneau. Yeah. Uh, She had, oh my God, she had six fucking children. Shit, she had um uh, she had two with the uh her original like husband that she cheated on with yeah. that dude and then had four more with the dude. Yeah. The, the young dude. That's fucking nuts, man. Good for her. Good for him. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of like a happy ending, you know. Sure. Like a happy ending to like some really shitty things, but honestly, it's like, a kind of show that on occasion, it, you know. On occasion things like that work out, however, I still look at her the same way I always looked at um, like the the guys. You ever have those girls when you're like junior or senior in high school? They were like, "Oh, I don't date guys in high school. My boyfriend's like 21. Yeah, he'll beat your ass." Right. And all I could think of even then was like, "Your boyfriend's in his 20s and he's looking at 16 year old girls." All right, that's fine because developmentally, you know, you're basically a woman. But how trashy is he? How fucking desperate is that guy? Right. Well, I've said that shit in front of people that I regretted it because they gave me a big ration of shit. But I still stand by that. There's something a little weird about that. I understand. Yeah. Why do we bring up Mary Kay Letourneau? Oh. Oh, because uh, we had to do with uh, yeah, the 20, a, hot 23-year-old. you're younger and doing you had the hot tw- No, you had the hot 23-year-old. No, no, yeah, but, near, but, but, near, but that, that came from three channels and then the Bicentennial. Oh, the, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the Bicentennial. What was it little, like in the year 1976? Yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of uh, Gerald well, again. Ford? There was when the Rocky movie came out. We talked about right. that. It was all that Gerald Ford was uh, president? Yes, yes, yep. yeah, yeah. That was kind of fucked up. But anyway, yeah. there was a lot of. It was a big deal. The 200th anniversary of our country. Yeah, so it was kind of a big deal. My stepdad was in the bicentennial parade in uh, uh, in Philadelphia. Oh, that's cool. The, yeah, he's in Drum and Bugle Corps. He was like a junior in high school, I think. Junior or senior in high school. I don't remember a whole um, lot about it. I mean, my parents are going through their thing and that kind of stuff. So that wasn't. But it was. I do remember just all the um, patriotic stuff. You couldn't help it, right? It was just all over the place. What was the 4th of July like where you were Um, in I don't remember where I was if we went to. I'm sure we went to. You don't remember July 4th, 1976? I'm sure we went to in the back of a station wagon. We went and looked at fireworks somewhere. I'm sure that's what happened. I don't remember. I just don't remember. I blacked a lot of shit out back then, Joe. No, I understand. I I just, your parents were going through the divorce. Yeah, I just, yeah, don't, fair I just don't remember. I don't want to bum anybody out again talking again. about my hooker scenario. Okay, first Jesus off, she wasn't Christ. a hooker because you didn't like pick her up and go, eh, I'm going to finger blast the shit out of you. Like, you weren't like they're like, I. Uh, Steve, I need, she still was a. Would have done that. She was a lady of the night. Yeah. Yeah. There was someone that told me, she goes, oh, by the way, your hooker story was lame. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I went, that was a difficult part of my life. So Someone actually said that to you? Yeah, I think because they, they were expecting, they were expecting more like some weird sexual exploit thing. Like they were, in their mind, they probably were anticipating that. 
Uh, whoever said that can go <laughs> fuck themselves. I don't even know who it was, but I'm calling you out right now. Like, my boy Paul needed some fucking comfort, and in the only way that he knew he could get it in the short term was to call up a call girl. Right. And that's Which what was they're really there weird. for. We talked about that. Just because he didn't, like, fuck her in an alleyway and then come all over her fucking sister's face with blood from his anus. Like, he did Oh, wait a minute. Let's Jesus, write that one down. Je- Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I don't... I don't... Literally don't know who you're talking about. Right, right. But if they unsubscribe today, that's fucking fine with me. Okay. Because that's bullshit. I understand. Because you, you needed some help. Somebody was there to help you. It's like therapy. It's like we talked about on the podcast, but obviously that person blocked out the la- the next part right. after we talked about that, how it's, it's therapy, and they can fucking suck a dick. Okay. Or they can suck all the fucking dicks. I don't give a shit. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. All of them. Feel free to contact me if you have a problem with what I just said about you sucking a dick. <laughs> and if you like sucking dicks, suck an asshole. If you don't suck assholes, all right? Suck fucking, something. Fucking suck something. Fucking suck broach something. someone's fucking goddamn broken spoke. I don't give a shit. Just don't criticize spoke. Paul and be like, oh, your prostitute story was lame. Go to Chili's and get a goddamn <laughs> Presidente margarita, you fucking dick. All right. <laughs> hey, we're going to go. take a break. I'm going to go look outside. I'm gonna going to go on. take a deep breath because I just got really worked up because somebody did. hurt my friend. Breathe. All right. I'll, we'll be back. Listen Breathe, to music. Joe. Breathe. Yeah. 
fucking button. I did. You wrote a poem last uh, night? Uh, yeah, it was a haiku, actually. We're talking about this because um, Joe was a little worked up. Yeah, I was. I, I'm calmed down now. He I, is. I am calmed down now. He, so I have become calmed. I'm be calm. And so I've informed Joe that I'm going to read a poem. A poem. Out of uh, Hawaiian shirts in the electric chair from Scott Ladowdy. He's one of yeah. our fans in uh, Manhattan. What's up, Scotty? How you doing? And um, and then he brought up the fact that he wrote a poem. Joe himself wrote a poem. I've written lots of poems. I have too. I have, a, my I have a couple book of po- I have books of poetry that I wrote. You, you're, you always have to one up me. Don't no, you? because you wrote a but bunch. I of made poems a paper too. airplane one time. You're like, I flew a glider for five hours one God time. God damn it! That's not what I'm saying. I'm just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, <laughs> to connect with you. I, I get it. We both have it. written. I, fuck, I fucking get it. We okay. both have written poems. Apparently. Anybody want to talk about the cricket? I don't think I can hear him anymore. Jiminy. So you wrote a haiku last night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was actually part of the uh, 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 bonus question at Trivia oh. at Blackbridge. And we had to write a, a 50 words on why Blackbridge is the best. The haiku is not 50 and words. Really? Thank you. I know that. But I, I was only like 38 or something like that. So I wrote a haiku at the end. Oh, I a, see. Some haikus make sense. Some haikus do not make sense refrigerator ah that's very nice it's a beautiful beautiful haiku that's like uh somewhere the japanese are weeping they're like some white man from ohio just beat them at their own game certainly what's up now boys touche touche sushi might be good but my haiku game is strong so yeah it's really terrible and i've written haikus before and some poetry i remember the haiku assignments in high school we had to write you know do you remember the format five seven yep Five? Yep, you got it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Scott Laudowdy is uh, one of our earliest adopters. That's five and, syllables, and, 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 people. Motherfucker. <laughs> Seven syllables and five syllables. So feel free to write your haikus and post them. I would love to hear everyone else's haikus as long as a... You Kevin know, Perry, you're out there. You know you're going to make a write a haiku. And Kevin, get up. hammered and write a fucking haiku and then hit they us would. up, please. I bet Scott Laudowdy will write one for us. Scott will be like... Uh, these guys are twat fucks. And then that, that was my first one. That's, I, your, that, five. that's your writing. That's your that's five. <laughs> and that's my turn for the seven. No, no, anyway. I'm so we're gonna uh, I'm going I'm so going Paul's to read. gonna read a poem. What happened was is I I, I scanned through his uh, book uh, a couple nights ago and I said because we've been talking about this and we wanted to read another poem and I just I threw it at Joe initially unannounced said read a poem and he did a pretty good job. But it was kinda it's kinda hard to read a poem cold because you know they kind of have a certain timbre a certain timbre cadence timbre cadence mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. or they, yeah. and you can change the cadence i kind of experimented around with this one and kind of figured out how it should how i think it should come across right on so everybody has their own uh you know their own cover if you will of the poem Pim. how their own interpretation of course yeah and um and and i think i think people that read it have a different interpretation yeah. than the person that wrote it and have a different interpretation of the person who listens. And we all know of uh, songs out there that are like, wait a minute, that's a cover of Holy Crap. That didn't sound anything like that at all. Such as? Uh, uh, the Johnny Cash. Um, Everybody always goes to Hurt. Sor- no, it wasn't Hurt. Song- no, 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 no. Oh. no uh, um, Ring of Fire. That's not really a cover. No, no he did Ring he of did- Fire, and then it was... Um, oh. 
What the? Who the fuck is the mod? It's like in the '90s or 2000s that did that covered Ring of Fire a lot more peppy version hip. I know you know. Oh my god, people are throwing shoes at their at their iPods. I hope so. At their I hope iPods. so. Because I totally know. I'm just waiting for just you to come Google up with who it. covered Ring of Fire. Go ahead, Joe. Who hasn't covered Ring of Fire? This is a but there but Social Distortion. That's it. Okay, yeah. Mike Ness and Social Distortion did, did did a cover of it. So that's that's a it's the same gist, but it's uh which is funny because it's not song. a Johnny Cash song. I'm sure it's probably June someone. Carter. No, June Carter wrote that. Yes, she did. Didn't you see the movie? I she did. wrote it on the uh, auto harp. Yes. Eh. Remember that? Yeah. So, uh, she was in a ring of fire. Holler. I fell into a ring of fire. Yeah. The the metaphor being, or rather the, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's a metaphor for uh, Johnny Cash and his yeah. adi- addiction. Yes. And lovable personality. So, uh, I can read this now. Is this going to happen? When you put my Paul, on. Paul put on his eyes. Let's do I it. I did. I did. So. Are you, are you ready? Because I'm going to turn. I think I am. Because I'm going to have to, uh, and it's funny because the way it's paced, I've got to flip two pages. Nobody panic. It's not three pages. Holy shit balls! <laughs> but it's good. All right, poetry time oh, you, on cartoon what, casual. What are you going to do? You going to turn? I'm going to turn, turn my mic down? off. Yeah, completely. Okay. All right. The title is "To the Girl I Went on a Date with Last Night." Your songs never got sadder. How can that be? Your mother still has your father. You held on to your god. I didn't know the world still deserved something like that. Yeah, I'll go to Brooklyn. I'll pay for the booze. I'll walk you around. We can stand, watch the sun go down behind the last projects of Lower Manhattan. I'll wonder if I invented you, and I wonder if you will ever erase me. I've got the touch in my hand. Excuse me, I screwed that up. I've got the torch in my hand. Don't turn your face too quickly. Even a breeze will give the flame a reason to dance. You've got the after-storm blue eyes. Your eyes tell me you have sat on this bench before. You know which two buildings the sun will split. It's the knowledge of, broken, of a broken heart. Even with your God and your parents' love has been betrayal. You spent too much time on this bench alone. You know the bums. You know which hipster will bring the guitar and what song he will sing. You can't know these things until you're alone, and you can't be alone until you've learned you're only safe with yourself. It's hard to know when to make a move. The last light attaches itself around your head like an icon. The divine glow, whatever that yellow ring is, circling the white dove that means peace and love and the sun and spring and youth. I know I should kiss you now, but I don't. Because you say, let's swim to Manhattan. And in the water reflection, I realize I'd rather see you smile than see your face touching mine. And maybe it should end like that, with us not touching. And I could know you like the birds know the sky, and I won't have to invent you, and you'll never have to erase me. Your songs will stay sweet, and we can share the dark places of our hearts that no one else gets to see. I'll love you like only a man who never gets the girl can. And every day will feel like those last minutes we put our heads to the ground figuring out how to share our first kiss goodbye. That's it. Whoa, holy fucking shit. Well, Scott, I feel like you got beat up by women a little bit. (laughs) 
But yeah, I feel maybe. like you're the same type of guy like me. You let women beat you up a little bit. So Jesus Christ. And that was called? That was the, uh, the, to the girl, the, to the to girl, the girl I, I had went on a date with last night. Yeah, to the girl I went on a date with last night. That's exactly it. Yes. Everything in that poem, like it really just conjured up some in, imagery of uh, a New York romance. It was a, that that poem was like a Woody Allen film come to life. Kind of was. It, it really it, no, it really or it really was. Like it was now I had read surprise. it a, a couple times before earlier today, and um, I didn't quite nail it like I wanted to. There was a couple little lines in there that I wanted to have a little different kind of emphasis on it. But do you think it did? It sounded okay. I think it sounded great. Fine. I think people got the idea, and I, I'm sure people will just like. I'm sure there's some people that are just going to take their pants off and listen to your voice. So they're right now. What they're doing is taking their pants off. and They're going to back it up. No, I think that they pause the podcast and then are washing themselves up and then put their pants on and then listen to me talk. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's what it, I'm like a human fucking desiccant. Oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, speaking of desiccant. Oh, no. We replaced a whole lot of desiccant in one of my airlines today, like a big gallon worth of desiccant. It, what? Yeah, no, there's a... Uh, airlines? Yeah, air, not the airlines. Like, like, a, like Delta? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like United? Like they beat, no, beat no. people up? No, no we have no. Uh, shop air. Yeah. Shop, you should name Facility your, your air. airline shop air. <laughs> oh, God. No, uh, your air. Like so the air, air comes from air the compressor. It sucks in everything, right? There's a filter there, but it sucks in humidity also. I know of we don't have much, but it's all in there, and there's moisture in the lines, and then it goes through, and you go through a couple different filters. And, and then the last bit with this big kind of expensive filter system, and the last chunk of it is about this big around. For everybody out there, yeah, can't see anything. Is it silica gel? It's, uh, I don't know what the actual, yeah, but it's like those little pieces. The little that beads, will, like yeah, you would find the, a beef jerky. About the shit. size of a BB. Yeah, like little, like translucent kind of things yeah. like you'd find in beef jerky. It says, do are, not eat. These are kind of a clearish bluish, kind of so opaque I blue. Guaranteed, if they're silica gel, you know what a nice little chemical trick you can do? Wait, hold on, because I have a lot oh. of light left over. Oh, so, yeah. so sorry. So we put it, we clean all, the, it's a big container. The last bit of it comes through these multiple filters, and the last bit before it goes to your spray gun or whatever is this chunk of, of desiccant. Okay. It's about this big. It's in this vessel, a high-pressure vessel because it's about 120 PSI from the shop. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it can hold a lot more than that. Anyway, and then it goes out. Just saying we replaced our desiccant today. And oh, thank God. Desiccant. Yeah. Anyway, we have. So we took that out. And you can dry it out. You can actually dry it out and reuse it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that and have it cycled. But go ahead. Tell me what we can do with our, our desiccant. All right, folks. So if you buy some beef jerky or you order some shoes or something like that, you got the little packet that says, do not eat. It's full of little beads. Don't eat it. Rip it open. Put it in your hand. Get it wet. And I don't mean like speak softly to it and like fucking touch its butthole. I mean yeah. like actually get it wet with water. And it will heat up. It's an exothermic kind of reaction okay. that it has. It, it, it's actually really cool. Exothermic. Out heat. Yes. Out Yes. Heat. Out heat. Out damn spot. I thought we out damn spot. I thought we were talking about something. In, Wasn't that the Macbeth? I think spot out damn spot. No, not the dog. It's no. a bloody spot in someone's. Yes. I think a Mac- Lady Macbeth. I wasn't talking to the I, motherfucker. <laughs> You're talking I, to the fucking, body. I know some Shakespeare. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, I realize I can quote barely read and can't do head math. And you're from Ohio, and I'm from Ohio. All those. Sorry. Really, really no, from no, the no, south. I, I like Ohio. Remember when we fucking won the war of northern aggression? Just saying. <laughs> just saying, we won that one. So you'll heat up in your hand, and then what do you do? It'll heat up in your hand. You just 
kind of play with it. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you're gonna. I thought you know Kim Jong Un or whatever his ass hat's gonna make a rocket fuel out of it or something. Wow. Yeah, we should talk about that. Un is that who it is? Un. Yeah, Kim Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Ill was his Dude, father, right? Yeah. Ill. I, I, Un ill. He's not ill anymore. No, anyway, no. I, I think yeah. I, I wonder if they're. Truth be told, like I had to look on uh, you know, Google Earth or something. When to see I where read Guam when I, was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew kind of where Guam was because, like, I met people from Guam, and I knew I knew it was in the Pacific. I just didn't know exactly where it was. I didn't know specifically where it was. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I decided to look it up and go, oh, wow, it's actually not as far away from North Korea as I thought. Yeah, and Japan's between North Korea and Guam. Yep. So when, yep. they, when they launch a little fucking bottle rocket, it's going to... Go over it's Japan. IC, it's a legit ICBM. Like what we've seen launches. Yeah, but it's got a good chance. What? What if? What if it just fucking just kind of peters out and drops on Japan? They're not going to be very happy about this. I think of all the countries in the world, they're the ones most adept at dealing with that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I can't fucking believe I just. Of said the sky that. just raining down on the entire island. I was almost. talking about nuclear holocaust. Like yeah, they, 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 I, I think though this the, he says we've got four ICBMs or whatever. I don't think he's claiming that they're nuclear tipped right now. I think he just says they're. I don't think he's threatening I, to launch an, a, a nuclear weapon oh, into Guam. I don't think. I I totally read it as uh, nuclear capabilities, but uh, you, no, you might no, be right. No, I, I, I think just, they, I didn't think about it. I think they have these capabilities, or they're working on it, right? But I don't think that if he, you know, again lights a Roman candle and it goes over. Uh, Japan. I don't think this four he's talking about is nuclear. Oh, I don't think it is. I, I, I don't know. I, I I know he's a crazy fucker, and I know that he's going to do some really dumb shit. And I'm just wondering how, uh, what the level of retaliation of dumb shit is going to happen from us. I, I'm not allies. sure if he's really going to. I have do a it. feeling that China might just lose their fucking mind and then invade. And because they're standing, China's standing army is bigger than the United States population. Right. They they have, they have like three hundred and forty million people in their in, in their standing in their army. army. Yeah. I'm not saying that China is more powerful. I'm just saying they have the numbers that they could invade a country of five million. Yeah. People. It's a pure numbers game. If you're talking about the amount of tanks or aircraft they have, and again, ours are superior. But if you were to go head on head. We would still potentially lose because of just of of, of attrition of of what well, we launch all of our missiles from these aircraft and then now they're non defensive at some point and right. then we have just just numbers just pure numbers it'd be a difficult battle. I love that we're talking about this. Remember when we said we'd never talk about world politics? What's well, geo? Not politics. You got that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a point that was made at one of these um, Tehachapi events that I go to on Labor Day weekend. Explain guy, to Hatchby. This guy from NASA. I, yeah, I said it, NASA. Oh, yeah, so NASA. <laughs> oh, yeah, we ruined NASA for a lot of people, Bo. Sorry about Santa, that. Sorry Everybody. about that. Eh. Anyway. Um, it's a, it's a, it's called the Experimental Soaring Association Workshop, and it kind of sounds very benign, but in reality, there are a lot of heavyweights that, that go up there, and, and uh, it's every uh, Labor Day weekend. Happens in Tehachapi, California, and uh, a lot of folks that give presentations. I presented there a few different times. I'm not this year. Thank God I can do other things and just enjoy the show. But um, people are just very casually. It's a two-day thing, Saturday and Sunday, Labor Day weekend, and they've got some pretty heavy hitters there. Like, for example, I think um, uh, um, Al Bowers 
is going to be presenting the second day on flying a full-size Prantle, one of those new kind of flying wing, Prantle yeah, wings yeah. are calling. He's going to be presenting on that project. And that's going to be so really people don't start falling asleep. What, are, what has Al Bowers worked on? Um, about everything NASA has to do with aerodynamically in the last 30 years, just about. There we go. Um, the, he's, he's working on the, you know, we're, we're trying to go to Mars. You know, that's one of the things. Yeah. And, uh, we're trying to send people to Mars. People to Mars we already have yeah. a robotic presence on Mars and have for about 20 years, but trying to send people there. There's one thing in particular he's working on that's really pretty nifty. If I can really, I'm going to mess up the story half the thing, but when we want to land a, a, I think it's just for the people landing, I believe, when they land actually a Mars lander, um, they've decided that they can have these little miniature glider planes. Joe's yawning. See, I've even no, got Joe yawning. Sorry, God damn it! I've been up since five thirty. These fine. little, um, oh, I should even just stop here. But these little cubes pop out of the side of the yeah. thing as it descends, and they fall down, and then they these little little cubes, small like three or four inch square cube boxes, open up, and these little carbon fiber flying wings will fly out or pop out, and they have little miniature um, cameras. The the, with, the best way I've seen this described, and 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 kind of how I saw it when I saw the the video mm-hmm. like animation or whatever of it is uh, for you folks that are trying to picture this slap bracelets oh yeah they go they they're, they're they'll roll up nice yeah. and then as soon as you just give them a little they'll snap open and they're stiff they and are kind of like that. down that's exactly yeah. what these are but they're carbon fiber and they're really small it, and and so what they're doing right now because it takes a long time to get to mars it's very fucking cold so what they have made a bunch of these things already and they're curling them up putting these little cubes and they are now in some deep freeze Simulating the trip to Mars for like seven or eight. How long it take to get? I don't even know the number. Um, seven or eight it, months. If everything is proper, you can do it in three months. Three months. Okay. If so everything it, is proper, you can do it in three months. And, and and actually, like if it's not, like if you just launch today and you don't have all the the alignment and everything, because you have to you have to time use it. gravity assist and all yeah. that stuff. And, and, and alignment. Be, yeah. Uh, I think the like for humans that we're talking about three years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, now now Paul's yawning. I'm yawning. I'm bored of my own story. So. <laughs> So they take these these cubes, these like a size of a Rubik's cube about a box, and they curling up these graphite carbon fiber little flying wing things, with little transmitters on them, and cameras. And they made a bunch of them, and they put them in a freezer to simulate because they can't. It takes energy to keep things warm as they're heading out to outer space, so you can't. Really, so they're going to assume they're going to be in the worst condition. Right. They're going to be cold as hell, and they're going to take these things, and maybe they already done this. I don't know. I'm sure we'll learn about it to Hatchapi this September. Um, and they're going to pop them out and try to fly them to see how well they behave, how well they unfurl and hold their original shape well enough to fly and do their mission. Oh, that's and the whole, amazing. The whole idea is they're going to go bing, and they're going to have like 10 or 15 of these things. They're going to spring out from the side of the landing craft and start cat- falling down in different areas. Like incredibly sensitive uh, sensors, yeah. infra- infrared, uh, was it infrared light, actual photo photographic yeah. sensors. Some really interesting, you know, yeah. next level shit that we don't know anything about. <laughs> and... And when these little cubes get close enough to the ground, they boom burst open. Then the planes kind of, and then what they're doing is they're sending back information to the people. It's totally it's recon. They're re- to see what's to land because yeah, now because because now they're parachuting down. And they go okay, let's move over here. Let's move over there. Let's get a better place to land um, ahead of time. So that's kind of what they're working on. That's one of the things Al Bowers. Has so worked on. so now that we've talked about Al Bowers, right? And Tehachapi and the Tehachapi, you know, where the ESA hell is I going with this? How about we mention the fact that a couple of years ago you gave a presentation? Yeah, but that's no. That, I'm not. You interrupted me. No, but that's 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 a thing we talked about. There's no. We talked about. 
You motherfucker. How do we get off on this Labor Day? NASA. NASA. Something about NASA. I don't know. Mars. We're trying to go to Mars. No. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, people want to know about the fact that you gave a presentation at the Tehachapi meetup. Either two or three. Oh, this motherfucker. Over the last number Uh, of years. It was a couple years ago. You gave one. You were super nervous. Like, I I told you, I'm like, you need to acquire some Xanax. Yeah, you want to know why? Because the first time I gave one, you know who was sitting in the front row? Like... You're you're him and I'm me. You know who that is? <laughs> Paul Bowers. McCready. Oh, Paul McCready. Well, yeah, and Al Bowers was over and there somewhere. You, you got all these heavy hitters that help put people on the fucking moon, right? Or put the space shuttle shuttle into space, and then Paul's like, "Well, well, I make plastic but airplanes. I, I play in the desert, and then I go to the desert and do stuff. <laughs> it's fun. I got gliders, but I don't really fly them. But I got a plastic airplane. It's called a Cirrus. Mix up resin. I take plastic." It's liquid and I make it hard. And then, but here, here's what's really here, here's what's intimidating about uh, but, being there because it, being in front of Paul McCready in particular. Uh, look up Aerovironments, people. A E R O Vironments. Aerovironments. That was his company, and he's now passed away a couple years ago. But he's taking notes. So. No He's matter, taking notes while you're speaking. Yeah, no, but this is what he. Oh th- shit! No, no, this is what. Yes, <laughs> I would piss myself. This is what he does, though, because you know why he's the perpetual student, and, and no matter what, and he said this. He said, no matter who is speaking on what, he goes, I'm there to listen and learn, and I will take notes, and and there's something I can learn from everybody. Even Paul McCready says did, that. You know? Did you uh, did you talk to him afterward? A little bit afterwards, yeah. Just, just a, were you like shook his hand? I got I got photographs I, with I'm him. I'm Mr. McCready. My name's Paul Gaines, oh and God. I made the plastic airplanes. Not quite like that. No, I don't think it was that bad. Man, I've met some people that I really, really admired, and that's exactly how I felt like I was speaking to them. It was it was um, he was he's so easy to approach. Um, no matter what he's because they have the barbecues around that hangar. It's like this hangar here, you know, everybody just hanging out. Yeah. And then you have Al Bowers, and there's uh, uh, Dan Ryan, who's very heavily involved in Northrop and the B two bomber, and yes, folks, the B three bomber that no one knows about. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and um, by the way, that's he, he's Paul's retired Facebook friend. Uh, yeah. Paul, well, wait a minute. I know him too. I can go hang out with him. I can stay that no, night I, in his house. God damn, that's not so what I'm fuck. saying. I'm just saying that like. <laughs> Oh, and I get always freaked it out. It always he... blows my mind. We haven't talked about this in months, if ever, on the podcast, but it always blows my mind when you tell me, you, you'll mention a name and go, I don't know who that is, and you'll go, oh, he worked on this project, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've seen that shit in fucking museums before, and it blows my mind every yeah. time. No, I'm very but lucky. But you're like, oh, he's on Facebook. He posted some Minions memes, and he's going to Chili's tonight. Like that, <laughs> It fucking freaks me out that you know these people, and it's so goddamn cool it's... that you... Even when, even though they're your peers, you one don't see them as your peers. They're you not just made that fucking look. They are your peers. You fucker. They are whatever. I got a certain level of humility. No, I. It's, no, they they are your peers. They I are. am. I am fortunate and lucky to be able to know them. There's no question about that. And again, with the no, humility. it's true. Not the, it's a humility thing. No, it's, no, it's cool. but it's it's, a, it's look. I if if <laughs> because of you know I was born into an aviation family and went that direction and and stayed with it and then through these connections of my father's years ago went to this seminar many years ago really fell in love with it and then attended and then they started asking me to present this is a long time whatever so so but i'm still yes i put a lot of work into all this junk that i've done but i'm freaking lucky man it's it's unbelievable to know these people to even sit next to them you know, yeah because it, it you you light up like a like a like a schoolboy 
when you go, hey, you know who uh, liked my status? Well, here, here's Dan, Dan Ryan. Here's here's where my father screwed up because this this thing used to be called um, the Sailplane Home Builders Workshop. That's what it was called for a long time. And my father would work on antique gliders and sailplanes and restore them in their museums, and that kind of crap. So forever he kept asking me, you need to come out to the sailplane home builders workshop. And it's really cool. It's in Tehachapi and it's kind of fun and it's like, you meet a lot of cool people. He was just, that's how he sold it was that. So at some year I didn't have anything to do on, you know, Labor Day weekend, I guess it's fine. So we flew out from Atlanta to, to this Tehachapi thing. And I, of course there's, I think Burt Rutan might've been there that year. Oh shit. And Paul McCrady. And I'm going, wait a minute. I'm seeing all these people. I'm going, and then I think I pulled my father aside at one time. I said, you never said this. You never said these people. And what was it called? Sailplane. Sailplane Home Builders Workshop. <laughs> it does sound like something that would be hanging. They need like, a little marketing like, help. Just yeah, a, exactly. a little. <laughs> it sounds like something that would be held in a barn in the Midwest somewhere. So, yes. So, it kind of is that way in the middle and of nowhere. But these people are out Bert, there. Bert and Dick Rutan, folks, like Bert Rutan is famous for. Yeah. Well, he developed a lot of composite home-built aircraft and did the, uh, the uh, what's the, around the, the Voyager, Voyager, around the world airplane. It was did the first big famous thing he was did. Was around the world nonstop? Yeah, nonstop. Yeah, around the world nonstop aircraft. And the composite air, two engine Unru- un- Like, did not refuel around yeah. the world nonstop. And then uh, Dick Rutan. Was the pilot. Was the pilot. And Gina Yeager, who is not related to Chuck Yeager at all. Which is weird. Yeah. I think it even spelled differently. I think Yeager spelled differently. She was the co-pilot with Dick uh, uh, Rutan. And then uh, they also built, uh, I mean, all sorts of stuff. The X, is it X-34? Well, the, 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 uh, is that the forward-swept uh, jet? The, um, oh, my God. Spaceship One. Spaceship One, thank you. All that project that happened, what, 10 yeah. or more years ago now, and it's developed into the the uh, the uh, uh, Spaceship Two, which is now um, whatever, Galactica, Virgin Galactica with uh, John. Uh, Jen, and and um, he's a consultant with SpaceX in the beginning Space, and a consultant with... Uh, with this monster airplane, the Straddle Launcher. The Straddle the Launcher, which... airplane in the world now, so... Let's not go with... It has the biggest wingspan by, like, that's, that's true. 15 feet. It's not that's the right, biggest it's not, airplane. It's not, right, but it is, yes. It has a big wingspan. It's a lot of carbon fiber. That's like saying that, that your one of your gliders is bigger than your... Serious. Which it is, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, long, longer wingspan. Yeah, Longer wingspan. It is ginormous. Yeah. The Strato um, Launcher is a Strato airplane. There's no question. Anyway, so he was at this thing. And so here's what's interesting. I'm, I know you know. We're boring everybody right now. We've got the – you've heard the uh, Smithsonian Magazine called Air and Space? Of course, yeah. Really fantastic publication. Oh, yeah. Beautiful photographs, all that kind of stuff. It's so, right up there with – well, it's right up there with nature, but it, the photographs are – the photography is much better in Air and Space, yeah. but yeah. So one of the guys from Air and Space was out there. One year I was out there and, and was just – because he heard about how cool it was. And – um he freaked the fuck out of what the presentations were and who was there. And he had no idea. Like, I didn't have any idea. I had no idea the level of people because right down the road is Edwards air force base. You know, I mean, literally over the hill, the Tehachapi Hills or whatever, right over there is Edwards air force base where Chuck Edgar broke the sound barrier and all these other half secret airplanes are going on. And that's where a lot of these people from NASA SR 71s were based out of for the longest time. And all that stuff. So this area is a hotbed of all these twos are still based out of, I I don't know if they are not. They're always in Missouri. I think a lot of they're all over the world right now, but they're not many B twos, B two, B one, B one. I don't know. Wait, anyway, wait, 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 U two. I'm sorry. The U two. Oh, the U two. The U two. U two is spaced out of there. Yeah. So Smithsonian air and space guy, 
writer for them just showed up because he heard it was pretty neat to go to and he was going oh my god and he was seeing all these people and what they were talking about and how connected they were and how these were kind of the movers and shakers of aerospace industry that were all collecting there in their shorts and flip-flops listening to paul mccready and burt rutan taking notes about the projects that they're working on and then tying it into nasa's projects and you know it, it's quite overwhelming the first time <clears throat> if you're into this engineering aerospace engineering stuff to be there around this casual folding chair environment of course yeah yeah so he went fuck i'm coming back next year i think it was next year that he came back and did a big story in it so if you can look up some to thing there's a nice big story with photographs of the different gliders are out there and talk about the presenters that were is there, out there a photograph of your giant grin i don't think and huge like aviation boner there there might be that was the first year the the the, the, the first year that you went there was the year that the guy from Aaron's that i don't know because i've been there a number of years um since i don't you know don't, exactly don't yet, first time? and i there may yeah. be a picture not of me but like like a group photograph or something in in the air and space magazine um smithsonian air and space but it's a really cool thing and how do we get off on that whole topic i have no idea Something with NASA again. It was some. Oh, yes, NASA. Right. Had to do with, uh, oh, I know. Had to do with rockets and a little fucker over there in uh, North Korea. and, and uh, Oh, right. Something. Right, right, I think that's right. how we got off on that topic, I think. I, I, you know, I'm, I, we transitioned into a much better topic. Oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, there's nothing cooler than seeing somebody who's very passionate and knowledgeable about a topic go off about it. Yeah, but my stomach hurts. Does it? Still. From the pooping well no from the re- from the reason of the from pooping. the stress the reason of the pooping the reason of the pooping sure. which we don't know right. what is yet right. is there something else you want to talk about no man i think we're mm. fucking done man right. I, I think these people are totally mentally exhausted how many minutes do we have on there joe oh we are at one hour and two minutes 17 seconds that's a short one eh, ish yeah all right okay all right like subscribe share share Tell us if we're doing a terrible job. Share and share. We'll like. tell you to go fuck yourself, but let us know. Try way. to um, try to have sex during listen while listening to our podcast. Oh man! And then tell us. I, about it. I want to hear about people. First off, if people can have sex for an hour and two minutes, good on you. Well, and we're I, gonna if you can do this during our podcast. It's gonna be a lot of foreplay. A, a lot of foreplay, so, and then like. A lot of uh, stick it in and out a little bit, and then and then go down on the grill and stick it out a little bit or more. Go down oh, on the grill. That's like gonna get that specific. Like. I was gonna be a little more tasteful, yeah, like take like a half a shower, slip a pinky, scrub in. each other. No, scrub, rub each other's back a little bit. Have the lighting just right in the in the like a big walk-in shower. See, that's why I love my shower has an overhead light that it has a dimmer switch. Oh, perfect. See, it's not fucking cool. Only problem <clears> with the dimmer <throat> switch is it's on the outside of the shower. Oh. But it's pretty nice. I can fit myself plus like one Asian hooker, maybe. That's it? I'm a big guy. I could probably fit two Mongolian strippers in there and myself. Hmm. Yeah. That's terrible. That's not true at all. None of that is true except for the shower that I have is big. It's like a four-foot square. It's fine. Yeah, the uh, the lighting in this shower is not on a – well, it's on a dimmer, but the the low setting is not really that low. Really? I, I feel like uh, you should hit up Dan, and he'll fix that. Well, he's the one that stalled the motherfucker. Yep. And I said, this needs to be lower. And he's like, uh, it's – I need dimmer lights. I need soft lighting for my features. 
All right. With that note, we're going to get out of here. Cartoon Casual. One more episode. I feel unfinished. I'll finish you off. All right. Thank you.